0: Ho ho ho! Old fogies and films. Got invited to the Christmas party by mistake. Who knew?
1: Happy holidays, listeners! Welcome oh. to Old Fogies and Films. Each episode, the members of this panel take turns assigning a film to watch and discuss. We have... Zakia,
2: Shelley, Eric,
1: Ruth, and me, Fahad. On this very special episode, we're discussing my pick, a Christmas classic. Or is it? Let's start by putting to rest the great debate. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? First, let's have every fogey vote from one to five wreaths. No quarters, no halves and then we'll talk about why you gave the rating you gave. So let's go ahead and start. Let's um,
3: get chat box out, right? Put it in the yeah.
1: chat. So 1 to 5, no quarters, no halves. I'm ready.
2: Ready, ready. ready, um, ready.
1: I'm not I'm not ready yet.
4: Oh.
1: <laughs> so what is a 5 wreath Christmas movie? Is that like flat out Santa Claus? Like, you know,
4: like <laughs> know it has to
1: Christmas in the title. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's what I,
1: yeah. Okay, okay. Then I'm going to go with that thinking. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. okay. Everybody's ready? Okay. And I'm going I'm to, when I say zero, hit enter. Three,
3: two,
1: one, zero. Really fast. Aha.
0: Oh, tequila. I think, guys, I like, I'll tell you later, but yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll get into it. Yeah. So we have Fahad with four. That's me. Eric with four. Ruth with two. Takia with five, and Shelly with three. Wow. So for the next part of our discussion, we'll take turns talking about the movie, what you felt about it overall, but most importantly, why you think Die Hard is or is not a Christmas movie. And it's your job to try to convince the rest of us one way or another. Then after we do our recast, we're going to revisit this question one more time and see if anybody's thoughts has been swayed. So with that, I will go ahead and go in the order in which I see people on my screen, because I don't want to start with myself. Um, Shelly, we're going to start with you. Why did you give it a three-wreath Christmas rating?
2: Okay. So I gave it a three-wreath rating because there were a lot of Christmas elements to it. It took place Christmas Eve. Um, he was flying into town to be with his family for Christmas. Um, There was the whole um, thing, the thing, mannequin that he dressed up like Santa, ho, ho, ho on it. Um, And there were lots of Christmas decorations. There's obviously that big Christmas party. I didn't go higher than that because it did not have a Christmas theme to it, meaning it wasn't all about Christmas. Makes sense? Makes a lot of sense. Yes. (laughs) And just
1: your overall thoughts on the the movie?
2: Oh, oh, you want me to do that? I thought we were going to, sorry. Okay, so the overall, my overall thoughts on this movie were that it was absolutely ridiculous. Like the whole entire, it was very campy. It was very, it, it started out, his conversation with that cab driver um, was just ridiculous, like ridiculous with Argyle in the beginning when he's our dr- or limo driver. Their conversation was ridiculous. Um, everybody was very like kind of stereotyped. So it was the big fat cop. Carl Carl Winslow I forget what it is Oh Winslow <laughs> Carl Winslow And he was buying all of those Papa. sweets in the bakery and then he had that sad story about why he um had it why he wasn't he was like a desk cop it was very dramatic
3: got
2: to get um, it too <laughs> I mean I enjoyed don't get me wrong I enjoyed the movie it was just it reminded me of Scarface kind of where it was like a very campy over exaggerated like the fight scenes that's what, one thing that drove me crazy some of those scenes could have been cut down those scenes lasted so long the action fighting scenes I was like all right I get it I get the point um
3: are you not usually an action movie fan
2: I'm not i I'm not a big action movie yeah that's fair to say not my <laughs> Um, but
3: it was a very long movie as well. I think a lot of other people, a lot of action fans, would say there's too much plot getting in the way of my action.
2: (laughs) Opposite, and then those, and then he was almost dying in that bathroom. Like, he was like, Tell my wife I love her, tell her I'm sorry, tell her I'm sorry, and then, um. (laughs) <laughs> Again, he was bleeding all over the place at the end of the movie, but he just gets in that limousine to go home. Like, what about the hospital? Like, <laughs> what is happening?
1: It's also, a Christmas miracle.
3: miracle. Also, <laughs> the authorities would make him stick around. They would take him to the police station. They would say, you know, yes, yeah. from you, you might not
2: be- just let him go off in the limousine. And then the other thing that bothered me, I felt so bad for their kids. They're, these poor children were put to bed on Christmas Eve by their nanny or housekeeper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um
2: they never saw their dad. What it had been, six months since they since they saw him. Yep. But he was also he was also the typical misogynist. Um John Callahan's character. McLean. McLean. <laughs> uh, whatever. Callahan McLean, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, the internet's going to troll you. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay. Yes, th- those are my overall thoughts. I'm sure I'll have more to add, but um, I want to give other people a chance to sure.
1: talk. Uh, so with that, Eric, you're next.
3: Cool. Um, I also, I-, I really surprised myself how much I enjoyed watching this especially because it's a movie I have seen before, but it was uh, it was a while ago and I was never I was never as a kid into action movies either. Um, I don't like all the machismo and I get a little bored <laughs> in the fight scenes, at least at the time. So I never really like got into Die hard when I was younger. But I was watching it now and I'm like, this, it, it all works. This is really great. It's very fun. <laughs> I think the reason that um this movie works, and is more high profile, like it's more celebrated than a lot of other action movies. Cause let's be honest, they were kind of a diamond dozen, especially in the eighties, um, is that it's, it's, it uh, veers towards adventure. I mean, even have it on the poster here, <laughs> 40 stories of sheer adventure. And so like the way that it's filmed and and some of the, like, you know the, the lines and the, and the characters it's, 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 it's a little more campy and it's, it's more of an adventure. So. Uh, some some other action movies that are a little too like just dry for me. It's almost like the plot is secondary and you're just waiting for them to get to a fight scene so you can see Chuck Norris do something crazy with martial arts. And I just can't get into. But this had everything and I thought it was very fun. Um my for my Christmas rating, because I skipped that part. <laughs> I I also I didn't give it five because it isn't uh, a Christmas theme necessarily. Like there's not a Christmas message or anything. so it's not like Elf or the Santa Claus or something. Um, so that's why I didn't get a five, but it gets four because I was surprised while watching it how much they push the Christmas. There is so much. And Fahad and I will go through it later. We like point by point, there's so much Christmas influence. So that's why I think it really needs a four. And I totally, um, I agree with anyone out there who for, for them this is like a Christmas movie they watch each year. Because I have movies like that too. For me, Gremlins, even though it's a horror movie, that's Christmas for me. Uh, I've said this before, The Longest Goodnight, it's set at Christmas and it's an action movie just like Die Hard. And and that is also, for me, a Christmas movie. I, I have a hard time watching it any other time of the year. Uh, so for that reason, I was like, yeah, totally. This gets this gets four reefs. I agree with the part of the internet that, that says this.
1: And Eric, just fun fact on what you said about you get why people watch this on Christmas. Did you all know that in 2016, On Christmas Eve, Die Hard was the was watched more than movies like Home Alone Miracle on 34th Street and The Santa Claus.
3: What? Really? What year was that?
1: 2016.
3: Okay. Mm -hmm. That's a fun fact.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I didn't know. I think at Christmas sometimes, even I feel it, you get a little worn out by the like saccharine sweetness of a lot of the films and stuff out there. It's like, oh, it's it's all just so heartwarming and wholesome that kind of gets, it's sickening. <laughs> so I think, you know, something like Die Hard is like, y- you get the feeling of being at Christmas time, but it's not full of that kind of, you know, yeah. self serving cloying parts. So I'll stop there. Who's next, Fahad?
1: Uh, Takia, over to you now.
0: Okay, I was actually typing some notes out too. I had, I, it was funny, a lot of you guys said actually what I was already thinking, more so about Eric did, about the, uh, why it's a Christmas movie. I think it is a, a Christmas movie. It's not like it's a Wonderful Life type Christmas movie, a classic, but it, it goes, it fits into a genre. It's a Christmas thriller. You know, you have Home Alone and it's a Christmas, like a kid's, a family movie. There's some of those other movies I can't think of right now that are Christmas where the, the girlfriend comes, comes home with the boyfriend's parents and the, those are feel good. This one is meant for a thriller. So it gives the, the idea, it guess like the, um, the notion of a Christmas thriller. So that's why I, I classify it as a Christmas movie in the thriller sense. I love this movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I love things that go boom. I love <laughs> blow them up. I, I love the cheapness of it. Now, um, like someone was saying, I think it was you, Eric. I don't, I don't like, there's some blow shoot blow, blow up movies that I don't like that, that get kind of generic. I feel like, especially the ones that are kind of pumped out on Netflix and stuff now, is they don't have the feels of the, like the 1980s, 1990s ones. I felt like they, they had a little more to them. I don't know how. I had to think about a little more. But I guess it was like the plot and the characters and stuff like that. I don't know. It just works better versus like, all the thousands of them they have out now it's like they they don't stand out to me this one always and will always stand out to me yeah I, it's stereotypical with the the bad guys the guy that's going home, you know, it, it, the divorce involved, and the guy that's going is trying to, to reconcile his wife a little bit. The European, you know, the, the terrorist, and then the the one cop that's trying to help it all. So it has all the stereotypical things, but somehow, like I said, it flows really nicely. I couldn't. This is like 8 10 time I'm watching my, my 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 lifetime. I'm still I'm still riveted. I was still I still couldn't take my eyes off of this. So it was so good. Yeah, right to the very end. So, oh, some of the Christmas influences, just basic ones, just, you know, they had the Christmas party. They wrapped one of the, the bad guy's corpses in lights and and uh, Santa hat and all. And um, something about he said ho-ho in a sweatshirt. So that was pretty cool. Um, those phrases said, clever phrases like Merry Christmas, mf or something, like that, something, something. That's something. Some of that's something I the yeah, movie. Hi, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Not Christmas, but there were a lot of Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you're referencing Christmas where Christmas is somehow referenced to this entire movie. So without having a Santa, a, a, a fat jolly Santa Claus coming around the corner, you know, it was, it was good. You know, the action sequences was somewhat cheesy. I was like, go, go, go. I was still gripping, gripping my chair like it did 15 years ago. It, it was, it was amazing to me. That's why I gave it a five. <laughs> and I like this genre of, cause I'm, I'm into the um, fast and furious and what else double O7. I like all those thriller, <laughs> sh- blow them up, things that go boom. That's what I call them, the things that go boom <laughs> movie. So anyway, yeah, that's how I, that's, this was right on my money. So I, well,
1: Thank boom. you, Takia. So, so far we've heard from three folks who have thought, you know, it's got some Christmas influences all the way to, yes, it's a Christmas movie. Now let's go to somebody who gave it a two Christmas wreath rating. Mm-hmm. That probably indicates it wasn't too Christmassy. Ruth, mm-hmm.
4: over you? Okay, yeah, so my... Yeah, so my rating was based purely on Christmassy and how I felt, but nothing like as far as overall movie, um, how I liked it. But um, I guess I do think it did have some Christmas, definitely some Christmas influence in it. I guess I'm too much of one who is thinking, oh, it's gonna, it needs to be too much of a traditional Christmassy, warm and fuzzy or of some sort, either if it's like Home Alone or... um, a Christmas Carol and stuff like that, if that makes sense. I guess I was, I do like the subtle, subtleties of it. Um, I had never seen it before too. So I was kind of like, oh, this is cool. But you would <laughs> think I would have seen it by now because it's from the 80s, right? <laughs> um, <I had> time. <laughs> That's for yeah, say sure. I also had fun with it being in the 80s because I loved reliving that back somewhat as a childhood and all the funny hair. Like hair, prom, the perms and all that stuff too, <laughs> which I thought I really got a kick out of. And um, uh, Bruce Willis did a great job. And um, I love a little bit of um, like known actors from the time, like the guy that was in um, uh, what is it called?
2: Breakfast Club.
4: Yeah, the Breakfast Club. But then the other one for that guy that was in the and oh, the Goonies too. So I thought I thought it was kind of fun to see. Oh. and he kind of played the typical same guy where. He seemed, like, very, like, felt like he knew what he was talking about, like, but arrogant because he was still kind of an idiot. But I liked, I liked how it had a lot of the action, but yet it still had um the funny scenes with everything, especially, like, I liked Argyle a lot. I thought he was funny. He was funny. Kind of, like, lighten the mood here and there. And I totally didn't remember him
3: at all from, and, and that might be because, you know, when, he, when we were kids, like, so a lot of times you'd catch movies because they would just come up on cable, so yes. because you do that, you always miss the like first ten minutes. And, and yes, <laughs> the last ten minutes or something like that. That's so, true. true. Argyle is mostly in the beginning, and I have a feeling growing up that that I, we only ever like caught it when it was like already started. <laughs>
4: Yeah. Anything <laughs> um, else? I think that's pretty much it. I know they kind of break a little bit on the surface. I guess I'm a typical girl where I kind of wanted to know a little bit more of like the love story aspect of it. See a little bit more of the kids. But yeah, I was going to say with Shelly, I agree with her too. I felt bad for the kids were home alone on Christmas Eve. Well, at least with their nanny slash like, I guess, housekeeper. They didn't, yeah, didn't get to see their dad and their mom wasn't there, especially because Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, I feel like are good traditional times, especially to be with- be with family and all that good stuff and they're excited for santa and everything and
2: what a terrible work they make them have their party on christmas eve like really
3: right. late yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah cool. it seems like all the co-workers um like got along and enjoyed being there and their boss seemed nice but i kept waiting because it's like this big corporation and they're making them have a party on christmas eve i kept waiting for like some signs that you know he's a he's a horrible boss and nobody's happy and he abuses people but i mean you didn't really see much of that it it probably was there because seriously party on you, you're a dick
4: yeah for the office like yeah i was gonna say well when he's that office sleazy guy and then him trying to like talk to the women and then i guess was he the one i guess i was hooking up with that other lady that was in the office or something when they no, i
1: think that was a different guy
4: oh different guy oh okay
2: Oh, yeah, they walked into her office?
4: Or something, uh, yeah, I don't know. And when they walked into her office, too, and that guy was, like, doing a line or something, I was like, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was a mess.
1: That guy was that's a mess.
4: Very 80s.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Rest his soul, but he was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> this is the 80s. Um, I will say, though, about the boss, though, he was willing to sacrifice himself for his co yeah. I mean, like, yeah. you know, the woman, uh, Bruce Willis's wife, was telling him just be quiet, kind of stay back, but yeah. he just, as the bad guy was walking around, like, he was getting more and more concerned, like, he could just pick any, as stereotypical as it is, he was only really looking at the Asian guys in the, in the group, because he <laughs> was the boss, but obviously the boss didn't want him to, like, attack, like, kill one of the other people, so you know he stepped yeah. up and so i was like well you know he can't be too horrible of a person a horrible boss would have been like the guy doing coke would have pretended he didn't know anybody there and like
4: yeah um i thought it was funny too the guy that was in harry potter and love actually i didn't know he could do that mu- that well of an american accent <laughs> I, was <Albert>. oh. <laughs> I, I forgot what his name is
1: hans gruber
4: yeah his um well, his real name too but um but yeah Alan it was cool to to see what he looked like too when he was younger. Um, okay,
3: that was his Californian accent.
4: Oh yeah, <laughs> He's Californian of, and his. Surfer um,
3: all
1: that was
4: quick thinking on his part,
1: by the way. To be like, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, the movie is over. Oh wait, no. It's <laughs> <not>. <laughs> um. So, anything else, Ruth?
4: I think that's it. I liked it, and um, yeah, I like the action, and it had kind of the romance stuff to you, um. And I liked, um, it just made me think of Carl from Family Matters, even though that was him from it. And uh, <laughs> I liked him too. I mean, he's funny. Um, and he had, yeah, there did have a little bit of, of course, the typical things you would think of, but um, yeah. But overall, I liked it.
1: I mean, even the guy at the convenience store was like, oh, I thought you guys only eat donuts.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <At least laughs> yeah. Not stereotypical in that sense. Yeah. Uh. He had like wrappers either thought maybe it would have been donut.
1: Yeah, when the door opened and all those wrappers were falling out.
4: Or like biscuits or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Cool. So on my end, I have a few thoughts, but also kind of questions or remarks based off of what you all were saying as well. So the first thing is like Shelly and Ruth, I had never seen the movie before. So this was my first time seeing it. And sometimes I do feel that if we watch a movie as a child, we have a lot closer of a connection to it, even as an adult, that when we see it, we're like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And I think that's a little bit maybe where Eric and Takiyah are coming from, too, because it, it was such a part of your childhood and it was really exciting and to see it again. And it's all that reminiscing around it as well, because I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really fun movie, um, but I wouldn't, from my own perspective, it wasn't like, oh, my God, this is the most amazing action movie out there, just because it's me watching an 80s action movie today. You know, it's kind of like, for example, when Eric, you, and I watched the It miniseries or movie event, TV movie with Corey. And, you know, we're all like, oh, 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 this is fun. Oh, oh. And Corey's like, this is it. That, <laughs> good. We're like, it's it. It's Tim Curry. It's Pennywise. And it's just because she didn't have that connection to it growing up. Right. Um, is
3: it? Is it? Did she do that for It, too? Because that that also happened when we showed her uh, Legend with Tom Cruise from 1984.
1: I, I was st- pretty sure it was Pennywise as well. It wasn't... I don't think we watched it together, but I think she might have said she watched it and was like, eh. She loved them I think she really loved the movies, you know, It, Chapter 1 and Chapter 2. But...
3: Yeah, I was upset uh, she had the same uh, reaction to Legend, which I love yeah. that movie so much. And I was so excited to show it to her. And she was just like, eh. <laughs>
1: Yep. And that's how, I mean, I know there's a lot of movies that I watched and loved as a kid that if I go back and watch now, I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. And they're like, oh, what movie? Grease 2. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, we have some of these movies where if somebody were watch it now for the first time, they'd be like, what were you smoking as a child? I'm not <laughs> saying i is like at that level at all. Oh it was God. a fun, good movie.
3: I did say though, this was not like one of those movies when I was a childhood that was on a loop or that I connected to. So. Right. So for me, but I don't still
1: had some connection. Or
3: I think mean, the other, the other thing might be just that um, I still really love the way movies were made at that time. I still watch brand movies that are brand new to me from the you know seventies, eighties, nineties, and I get I get really into them just fresh. Um, so mm-hmm. it, it's just it might just be like. I am more, Mitch mean, and I are more open to this movie-making style that isn't quite yeah. really done anymore, but you never really got connected to it. Right. So now <laughs> you're like, this just seems like a I agree.
1: I agree with that. I think you and Taki especially are very connected to 80s style horror right. and action I, movies, I, like all of that. Whereas,
3: um, but you,
0: whereas like for you, like the, the, I was mentioned the action movies of now, you might be more blown away by those. To me, I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's
1: like, yeah. And it's like children watching horror movies from the 80s versus watching yes, horror movies now. True. My niece and nephew, you know, they watched the original Nightmare on Elm Street uh, and they are like, eh, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it was fake. You know, the special effects were just so silly. <laughs> and it's like, but for us, we're like, but the special effects were real. It's not computer animated. Yeah. Because of that, it looked so fake. But to us back then, that was the realistic look. Yeah. So we're like, that looks so real. Um,
4: now but, also some horror movies I can go back and watch the older ones now as opposed to the um the newer ones while well, like I was always afraid to go watch uh King, Stephen King's um the pet, pet cemetery and I watched the older one with my brother one, one Hall- not Christmas one Halloween and I was like really I was like this isn't bad at all <laughs> Even- I was like wow I can watch it didn't hear you scary to me. I mean it was I think if I would have watched it as a yeah. child too, but since I only watched it as a an adult, it's the same thing with uh, this is a fairback too. So same thriller the video as a kid and then watching it as an adult, I'm still kind of scared of it. But if I would have just watched it as an adult, I probably would have been like, Really? You know, but
1: I totally get that. Yeah. Uh,
3: movies, so, they, they just um they weren't really that scary if you think about it not compared to our our standards now like for the last 20 years horror movies are like they're like almost like heart palpitations you know the, the atmosphere yeah. and then all the the jump scares it's like overwhelming
1: the tension that it builds and oftentimes it can play on stuff where you realistically feel like that could happen to you at any moment and that's how they get you right.
3: So I, I would agree that this stuff is not really as frightening as things are now. So it
1: wasn't a classic.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, so to a lot of people, you know, Die Hard is a classic. To a lot of other people, it's a Christmas classic, which takes me to my next point. Um, <laughs> I fully think that this is a Christmas movie. I gave it a four. <laughs> um, in my opinion, it is no less a Christmas movie than Home Alone is, because... Home Alone is about a family leaving their kid behind during Christmas time. It just happens to be during Christmas time, but it isn't all about Christmas. It you know, it's about him you know trying to make stay safe you know while he's home alone and battling these villains. It's basically Bruce Willis is trying Bruce Willis not villain, um Bruce Willis is trying to stay safe in this big building while these villains are there, and he's setting up booby traps and attacking them too. It happens to take place during christmas so to me i feel like McLean. do
3: i McAllister mclean yeah there you go
1: mcallister mclean
3: <laughs> uh, is this your controversial statement number one of this episode that it's just as Christmassy as all i'm alone
1: it, I, I don't I, I said it's no less christmasy because they're both movies that take place during christmas but i have a whole list of reasons why i this movie is a christmas movie that i noted down specifically as to like this is a very Christmas movie, not just because it takes place during Christmas, not just because there's a Christmas party uh, happening right there, but there's Christmas music and Christmas bells playing throughout the movie. Like the soundtrack is primarily Christmas music. You know, yeah. it's not like even like some of the action music that's playing. If you listen carefully, there's Christmas bells playing in the background. I, meant to, I forgot to mention
0: that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The um, so they they made it a very like pointed thing to say that this is Christmas time. It's just it's like (laughs) any Christmas movie like Christmas office party. I mean, it's isn't there a Christmas office party movie called Christmas office party or something silly like that. You know, yeah, yeah, I think so. And it takes place, you know, at a Christmas office party. This is the exact same thing. It's a Christmas office party. It just happens that a bunch of people take it over and take them hostage and he's just trying to save them. But it shows you what happens one night on Christmas.
3: Keep, they do keep coming back to the Christmas. So maybe this is a good opportunity to, to lay yeah. all the ones that we saw.
1: Okay. The,
3: the one that I want to mention is, um is that uh, it, it literally snows in the movie because after everything blows up at the very end, all of the bearer bonds, they go out the window and they start fluttering down onto the cops. And like, mm-hmm. I remember thinking when, when that happened, I was like, Oh my gosh, it's snowing. Like it's, you know, mm-hmm. kind of quote unquote, snowing. Oh. And I think that was on purpose.
1: And- <laughs> Well, Eric, the song that was playing at the end was Let It Snow.
3: The end credits is Let It Snow by... Well,
1: yeah, I mean, when stuff is falling and, like, as it's ending, it goes into Let It Snow. So, yeah, (laughs) it was snowing. Is
4: that the boys to Men ones?
3: You know, most Christmas movies, I mean, well, I don't don't know. (laughs) A lot of Christmas movies end with snowfall because that's, I don't know, that's, like, the magical... Thing, when everything's resolved you're like oh and now it's snowing and everyone's happy so i think they i think it was intentional on their part mm-hmm. because they wanted it to be a christmas movie
1: no there's a lot of intentional moments so are you all ready for my list
3: go
4: ahead ready.
3: Yes. okay, okay. A list too
4: right
1: what he has got a list too right yeah you've got a list too so if i miss anything add on to it sort of
4: yeah you muted you. okay
1: So when Bruce Willis is waiting for his luggage, there's Christmas bells playing in the background. It takes place during Christmas Eve. Okay, yeah. They are making very pointed statements about it being Christmas. This one woman says, "Family stockings, chestnuts, Rudolph, and Frosty." You like, she you know, flat out name drops Christmas terms. Then in the limo, when he's with um, the limo driver, he asks, can we play some Christmas movie? And he puts on a Christmas song, quote unquote, which is like some rap song about Christmas. Uh, So you get more Christmas movie there. Um, Then uh, somebody's walking down the hall whistling jingle bells. And then... Let's see. Oh, it's mixed in with other notes and observations about the movie. So hold on. Um, so then, okay, when he's trying to figure out what to do with the guy that he just uh, killed, he sees a Santa Claus mannequin, and then he puts the Santa Claus hat on him, and he puts a sign on the guy and puts him down the elevator to show Hans and them, and it says, now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho.
3: That's um, what I'm that's what
1: yeah. So you got ho, 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 and it's kind of a Christmas present.
3: That's my favorite Alan Rickman moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In that Alan Rickminton voice, he says, oh, ho oh. Oh, oh.
4: oh, <laughs>
1: oh. Um, then uh, during the big action sequences uh, towards like the middle and the end, this is what I talked about earlier. There's Christmas bells playing in the background. Like they set it to Christmas music. Um, and then throughout the movie, Ode to Joy is playing many times in many different ways. Um, And then when they open the vault, it's the focal point. It's the aha, hallelujah moment. Bells are ringing and Ota Joy is playing very loudly. Um, And at that moment, when the vault opens, the bad guy says, Merry Christmas. Um, (laughs) And then when he gets to his wife, when he goes to get his wife, Christmas music starts playing again in the background. And then it ends with Let It Snow.
3: With those vault locks, um, they... (laughs) months that they're they are waiting for a christmas miracle to get the last lock open and that's a, that's a classic christmas yep. trope it's the christmas miracle
1: yeah so this is all about i mean it is a huge christmas miracle that they made it out alive minus like two deaths the good guys you right. know the oh and also also the the guy the co-worker was snorting cocaine isn't another word for that snow yep <laughs> oh merry christmas to him you know
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um
3: oh I so, yeah, yeah something on that too is that um with at the end of the movie i realized this and i really like it that um uh, there were only two hostage deaths and bruce willis's character was not even accidentally responsible for either one in fact both of those people died because of their own stupidity mm-hmm. uh, uh the boss in the beginning akagi uh, I don't understand why he did this. He just needed to give them that code. And he himself said, this isn't going to help you. So just give it to them. They shot him in the head because he refused to. It was like, that's dumb. You could have saved your own life. And then later on, um, Harry Ellis, the, the asshole coke head, um, he got himself killed because he thought that he could negotiate with these people. So- yeah. I like that it was that nothing that Bruce Willis d- did, even though a lot of it was a little reckless <laughs> actually resulted in any of the hostages dying. So that's mm-hmm. good. Or, or cops for that matter.
1: Um,
2: why did he not put his shirt? Why did he take his shirt off in the office to begin in her office to begin with? To water <laughs> I don't know. And then why did he not put his shoes on when he knew he had to go like running around this building? So he decided. Oh, barefoot and shirtless?
1: So originally, I, I noted that down originally thinking, oh, that's smart that he didn't put his shoes shoes on so they can't hear him walking around.
4: That's what like, I thought at oh, first. But then I
1: realized after a while that he was looking at the guy's shoes to put them on. I was like, oh, he just was walking around barefoot. No strategy behind it. And that was a little disappointing. I was getting Why him- he take his
2: shoes off in her office?
1: He did it because the guy in the airplane was telling him about that- um, that tactic to do like to take your shoes off and kind of curl your toes down.
3: Oh, so okay. he was
1: doing that in the bathroom too, and he's like, Oh, that works.
3: But here's, but here's the thing when that happened on the, on the plane and that guy told that story, I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard anyone say to anyone ever. This makes no sense to me. And I was like, this is a really weird line. It's kind of bad, a bad script in this, in this place. And then I realized when he, you know, got to the office and he took his shoes off to do that, I realized that that's why they put that in the script to have an excuse for why he would be barefoot. Oh, yeah. I think the shirt yeah. was the same thing. They were like, we need a reason to get him into this outfit where he's barefoot and in a wife beater, small <laughs> bloody journey. So let's Thank make these excuses why he's in that state, <laughs> in that condition. Yeah. When the shit <laughs> the yeah. Which, yeah, yeah. go ahead. I was like, get back to the, quickly the, um, okay, going back to the, the, uh,
0: the guy, the jerk that was, um, her co-worker or
3: whatever it made me Mary. mad
0: that he, um, he he was snorting while while before he went to the office to, to try to negotiate or try to get John in trouble if he hadn't snorted the coke I, I think he would have used a little more level head and not done anything because he snored that coke. because he was hyped up yeah like, I was like no stop it no
1: maybe he thought he maybe he felt a little more untouchable because of that but I think he was me I mean,
0: because without it and that's what his mind so he does he say he felt he felt he, invincible but it also, made me mad like now you're gonna mess everything up, everything yeah. was going good. They didn't know who John was at first, and then there, this jerk goes and
3: yeah, mess,
1: I like think I think you're right. So, it it yeah. made him feel invincible, but I yeah. think though, he has the personality where he thought he could be the hero that he I could go and get this guy not, to stop screwing things up, and that everybody can be let out safely, and he'll be yeah.
3: celebrated. That combined with the cope didn't make for a good thought <laughs> process, yeah. <laughs> I know you're saying that. Yeah. At least he was smart enough to lie and not mention John's wife. That's
1: yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. leave that for the news reporter.
3: Oh yeah. yeah,
1: oh, that that was, was not... yeah. Um, I was like, seriously? And that's, I always wonder that when people are reporting during war and stuff, like, we're here oh. at this base and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what is saying this stuff? <laughs> like, enemies can watch the news that, as well. That's
3: true. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I had some questions about that because those kids probably didn't even know this was happening. I doubt the nanny they didn't know. told them, Oh, your parents are trapped right now. She was probably watching the news to follow along. But I doubt she said to these tiny children, Your parents are at death's door, you know? And then here's the reporter, Like, how do you feel about it? Like, what a dick. But yeah. Um, uh, the, I just want to say, Harry Ellis is played by Hart Bachner. And I was very impressed with him in this movie because the only other place I really, well, I know him from two places. He was yeah. in training with Jamie Lee Curtis in
1: 1980.
3: No. I remember that. No. Oh! Yeah, but the the one that I know him from, ma- the main place I know him from, is he's the love interest in Supergirl in 1984. So oh, my God. four years before this. And he's kind of like a big dumb hunk. So <laughs> it, was, it was interesting to see him with the beard and being an asshole. He was really good, I was surprised. It was good. Uh, I mean, I like the acting of a lot of, of everyone in the did.
4: Yeah, group. everyone
2: was. Re- it was a lot of good actors. Yeah. yeah. That's also
0: makes, makes a movie for me when it, when it's pretty good acting. And, and this is not like a, uh, you know, what do you call it? An Oscar casual Oscar, awards movie, but this but the acting was so good helped make it. It still has that cult classic type status. So you the know acting you
3: helps. The yeah. Right sell it, right? The characters. It, you have to have the right people to sell it, right? The well, characters. yeah. Yeah. So anyone else plays Hans Gruber and you just get like a parody of a, of a German terrorists. But, but, <laughs> but, uh, but Hans, but uh, Alan Rickman really gives it some like weight. He
0: There's some people that can play villain really well. He does, he did a villain really well. And, so and we might
3: well. find
1: out during recast.
3: Yeah. And then, um, well, the, this, this movie's from 1988 and it's really well known. I'm curious what your recasts are going to be. Yeah. <laughs> I was I'll
0: list with Willem Dafoe and and there's a couple others. Um what's the guy that was in the that was in the um Ah he, he he's, a Mo, he's a he's the a he's Mo Cowboy Bell boy man. He does a Mo Cow Bell. He was uh I don't even know what Walk. Oh Mr. Oh. Walker Walk. No, no, there's people that play that play villains very well. Al Rickman has always play played a really cool villain. It's same as our, like, he's typecast, but it works. So it's like those other guys I mentioned. So that
3: was a point.
1: Yeah. So Hans Gruber. Is a German terrorist?
3: Okay, yeah. talk about that word though, because in the they aren't actually. It was it's confusing because they say in the movie that they're not even terrorists, but the credits still say the terrorists. And it like, does. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, they say they're not terrorists because terrorists might not often believe that they're the terrorists.
3: Well, except by definition, they're not right. They're just robbers.
1: The, yeah, but they are inflicting terror on these people to yeah. Yeah, but get
3: term for just anyone who does a violent act it's it's for somebody who's yeah like a political t- attention or, or a state or get a message or a state right. i mean they're like faux terrorists,
1: terrorists, terrorists because they did make he just made up the groups that he wanted to let out of prisons
3: that was fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um
1: but well, guys, what i was the- getting at was not the terrorist part of my statement it was the german part uh so they're german bad guys robbers or whatever. All his henchmen were very obviously German with German accents. Um, did he have a German accent or was it British?
0: It was German. It was a
1: little Middle Both. I, I, it was I, uneven and mostly British, I felt. There were a few words where I was like, okay, wait, I think he just pronounced it like a German would. And then he went back to being British again. <laughs> I, I, I just decided to play it off as he's a sophisticated German. <laughs>
3: Yeah. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> the movie uh, makes a point of saying he's he's a terrorist from West Germany because this was what just one year before the wall I only fell. Oh yeah, yeah I
4: did. Oh, interesting.
3: That. So there was
0: so sides today.
3: <laughs> did you guys
0: notice um, Vigo was one of the, the German terrorists?
1: Vigo Mortensen?
0: No. no, no, Viggo, Viggo. Uh, oh.
1: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you mean the the guy oh, in the painting? too? It it wasn't. The, the guy, guy the, the guy in the painting from Ghostbusters, yeah, Ghostbusters.
0: Yes, was, was it really him? No, yes. no, I don't think that was. Oh my gosh, the, that one? was him. It was a ponytail. That's Big O. Wait, which
3: Which guy? one? Which the one? The
0: one he had a ponytail. He has the the total like European look Uh-oh. or European looking big dude, big football with the long blonde hair. No, no, he had a ponytail, <laughs> and he got blown away in a blast that um, John. Um when John threw the through the explosive in an elevator, he got blown away that blast. He went backwards. Watch a couple of p- p- parts again, but yeah, um got, dude from Ghostbusters, that was Vigo. He goes that's in there. Vigo,
3: yeah. Wilhelm von Homburg. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
2: Was yes. Oh. I, I was, no one knows that? No. no. I, I not right. attention to him. That's that's amazing, Takia. <laughs> <laughs> this was one before he
3: played uh, in Ghostbusters 2. Who? This was one year before he was in Ghostbusters 2. Oh,
2: wow.
0: That's how he got the role. Well, <laughs> Eric, you didn't see him either?
3: I didn't notice him. No, no. Oh, wow! I was um, recognizing Carl with the long blonde hair, the one whose brother was killed, and he gets this vendetta for John. Who was he in? What was he in before? He's from Waxwork 2. He's from Money mm-hmm. Pit. No, no. It was Apparently, he was a, a ballet dancer before, before acting. Before that, he, he has a big, huge body, ballet body. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> good. all in The only
1: people I recognize were Bruce Willis, um, <laughs> the guy, the the bat, the 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 coke snorting guy. I recognized him from Terror Train. I,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and then the obviously Carl Winslow. How can we not recognize Carl Winslow?
0: Richie
1: yeah. yeah. Um, it's and then the, the police chief who i really hated like he was so arrogant and not willing to even listen to the reasonable remarks that carl winslow was making uh, that was so, yeah and then even at the end he still wanted to arrest bruce Liss.
3: okay um Takea, that's interesting because i didn't hear anyone say this yet but i'm sure you all recognize the newscaster too william atherton he is i
0: sort of yeah oh. I, I mean lawyer. He he's mm-hmm. also from ghostbusters what do you play <laughs> What part of Ghostbusters do you play in? And which and which one? Ghostbusters, one or two? Like they
3: they the city, like um, like EPA investigator, and and he's just a total dick. Oh, that was him. He tells the mayor, "You need to shut them down. They don't know what they're oh, doing." Oh, that
0: was him. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Oh. Is this true? And he's like, "Yes, this man has no dick."
0: <laughs> I thought that's who it was. I, I knew and that, that guy hmm. was was like, so. i giving him a major dick <laughs> through here. Yeah, that's him.
3: Oh wow, so you uh, responded to too very really well. <laughs>
0: Yes, he's more. Really? I
3: mean, he's been in more stuff.
0: But... Yeah, so, Bonnie. But yeah, I mean, I don't. I can't remember where else she was a bit in, but she's yeah. a pretty big name, sort of. Eighties. The 80s?
1: 80s. There, there, are a few other things I noted down, not Christmas related, but um, I'll just only go through one, say one of them though. <laughs> when um, Carl Winslow was driving his cop cart in the circular, like front driveway area of the building, um, Bruce Willis' character made a remark. Who's driving this car, Stevie Wonder?
0: Oh, <laughs> I <was> like,
1: oh, <laughs> that remark would not fly now. Oh.
0: I did I thought that as well. I, yeah. oh, I meant to write that down. Like, that would not fly today. People no, it like, would not fly today. That movie, they probably are going to cancel it soon. I'm sure, but whatever. <laughs> With that oh. one remark,
1: I don't think they'll cancel it for that remark. It would just be considered insane. Oh, not. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I did note that down. The other thing I just found funny was how embarrassing would you be if you were that couple in the office when everybody Ah! was running away and they like open the door and she's like topless and try to put her clothes on. She has to go in front of all her coworkers, practically naked (laughs) and showing off to everybody. This is the guy I was just with. Like that's quite a scandal. I mean, obviously there was a bigger scandal going on, but
4: yeah, I'm sure at
1: some point once they've all come back down from this whole Craziness. They'd be like, "Hey, and weren't you in the office with so and so?" I mean,
0: they're all terrified. Anyways, they probably didn't notice a, a woman with her boobs running around right then because everybody was, <laughs> I was
1: saying. You know? I think I'd, rec- I'd realize it and then circle back to that later.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Can we go back to something shelly said earlier? Uh, because I agree is that um, especially in the beginning of the movie, John McClain is really like the worst stereotype of a guy. Did you did you notice literally every woman he crossed paths with he checked out? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
4: yeah. To the
3: total sleeve ball.
2: The flight attendant.
3: Yeah. Every poster of a woman, even just any single.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. He like rubbed his hand
3: on it. He's like, yeah. On
1: the naked one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm
3: thinking. Do you, I mean, it seems like you care about your wife and like reconciling, but you've got a wandering eye. You need to get this out. Of <laughs> uh, there was was a he does. But there's other things he did. Things he would say. Like, oh, she should have moved with me, you know, or she should have stayed in New York with me. I didn't want to come to LA, you know, things like that. He kept saying a lot of things, especially in the beginning that I was like, ugh you're a horrible, horrible st- stereotype of a man. This is very misogynistic. But I do like that he kind he of has a full circle and he realizes that he's been totally wrong and he needs to, yeah. at least that happened.
2: I hated it when he talked to himself. That drove me crazy. It didn't seem
1: real. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking to us, Shelley. He wasn't talking to himself.
2: <laughs> Don't do
3: that, John. That's a problem, right? Like you can't like, Otherwise you're doing like a thought voiceover and that's, just, yeah. that's even worse. I get,
2: yeah, no, I get it.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, there are, movies do that oftentimes. Like there are those times in movies where something crazy happens and the two, like there are two characters and something crazy happens and then they show them already have driven in a car and then get home. And they're like, can you believe that happened? It's like, did you all not talk about that in the whole car ride home?
3: <laughs> Silence. <Anyway>. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's like, okay, and then all those moments, Eric, I know you talk about this all the time, if there's characters that are related, they want to make a point throughout the movie that they're related, so they'll be like, oh, brother, you're so silly, or, oh, sister, what do you think, or, hey, cuz, what's up? Nobody talks to their brother, sister, or cousin like that.
3: No, <laughs> so awkward. But yeah, ever since, I know you have a big problem with that whole um, waiting until the next scene to actually pick up the conversation again, mm-hmm. even though, like, a lot of times and ever since you first said that to me, I see it all the time now, and I'm like, that It doesn't really bother me, but I laugh every time. It happens all the time. (laughs) And we take it for granted. Like, we're so used to watching movies that way. We're just like, oh, that's normal. (laughs) Like, they waited an hour to continue the conversation.
1: I think we should all (laughs) try that for, like, one week with everybody we know. And just have something happen and then just be in silence until you get to a new place and be like, God, I can't believe blah, blah, blah. (laughs) (laughs) The silence would be crazy.
3: (laughs) Or there's a lot of scenes scenes where um, somebody will start with, Tell me again why we're here to let let you know that there was a private conversation off screen, but because this is the first scene you're seeing, they're going to repeat it so that you know.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: um. So going back to Die Hard being a Christmas movie,
3: <laughs>
1: I would like to ask Ruth your opinion on because when you were talking about Christmas movies, you actually did say and Home Alone as a Christmas movie. Yeah. So can you let me know what your thoughts are on why? Home Alone is a Christmas movie and Die Hard is not. I'm curious.
4: Well, I guess watching Home Alone as a child and watching it around the holidays, you associate it more with Christmas. And um, I had never seen Die Hard as a kid, too. So I feel like that might have altered my perception of it a little bit, that I might have been like okay this is more of like a christmas one and it also has to do with association with when you watch different movies around christmas time with your family you always think you know this is a tradition that you have to watch this or um stuff like that and that was never one that i remember watching as a child also because my parents were fairly strict about rated r movies and so i guess when that would have come into play then i would have been too young to been to, been to been able to have been allowed to watch it so i guess yeah i mean it does have a lot of because i never thought about that in that respect it does have a lot of action-packed stuff but um it does have like different christmas references especially in uh for him alone and like the first one with um well i might be getting them mixed up because i've seen both of them so many times but um when they're at church and um like singing well um when kevin when he sings on the choir and then you know everybody fall falls down and oh yeah that's always funny yeah i guess i'll say with um the christmas like miracle hope and stuff like that um with home alone i guess i mean i guess it just really comes down to i do realize more that i think about it that um Hard has some christmas references but i guess for me i guess i don't since it to me seems more of a not as much of a traditional type deal if that makes sense, I, I would um, support
3: Ruth because uh, in this because um I mean I voted higher much higher than Ruth did but but to support her I would say Die Hard is is much more subtle about the Christmas references but like Home Alone is painted with a really heavy Christmas brush. There's like lights everywhere, snow, presents, trees. It's like taking place.
4: Santa yeah. yeah.
3: A, a Christmas card.
4: Whereas yeah,
1: but, the but, but so is but Die Hard is taking place during a just because it's in California, you know they can't have snow, but California can be very Christmassy, and it's during a Christmas party. Like there's an actual Christmas party happening throughout the entire movie with Christmas music playing throughout the entire movie. I just think it's um, subtle, and, it? and it's a little more subtle, but it's still I think. And I know you're, like you were saying, you still gave it higher ratings for Christmas wreaths, um, because I, 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 the subtleness of it is that miracles don't just happen for good people. Miracles can happen for bad people too. Yeah. And it was a Christmas miracle for them to be able to open the vault. Well, that's
3: not a good message. Uh, <laughs> no. But
1: I mean, that is the message though. Miracles aren't just for good people. Sorry, world. <laughs> miracles can happen to anybody.
3: Depending um, on the definition of miracle. If it's a divine intervention, yeah. they don't happen for bad people, but um but no i mean to be fair there are scenes in this movie where you might forget momentarily that it's taking place at christmas because there's just oh definitely time. and i think that's i think at home alone it's a lot harder to forget yeah i agree just kind of in every scene
1: Well, I I guess I'm coming from a perspective of somebody that doesn't celebrate Christmas. And the only reason I ever thought of Home Alone as a Christmas movie is just hearing that everybody watches it during Christmas. Um, And I know it took place during Christmas and there's Christmas stuff. But the moment that it's all after him now being alone and the villains are trying to break into the house, to me, nothing's Christmas at that point. For me, I forget that it's a Christmas movie just because... It doesn't you know like there's nothing christmas from that point on except the family coming home at the end and be like
3: kevin we're so sorry it's a christmas miracle we're all together
1: um you but see,
4: uh that, is that Catherine O'Hara or yeah <laughs> well, like some of it well i guess not just in the complete action scene but in, kind of in between it all when he's trying to wait for it to happen for him going to church and talking to his neighbor and i feel like just kind of for hope and stuff like that too and um a little subtleties around it with the Christmas tree. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not arguing. Uh, yeah. I'm not arguing that yeah. Home
1: Alone's not a Christmas movie. That's yeah. that's the thing. I'm not saying it's not. It is. I can see completely why it is. It's just I was saying there are moments in it where I forget it's a Christmas movie just cuz I don't
4: Different.
1: Sorry, this is a controversial statement of the night for me. I don't get into the Christmas spirit, right? I don't celebrate Christmas. I <laughs> I know. But I just don't so to me Home Alone is a fun comedy about a kid who gets left home alone during Christmas. Um, and I see why people think of it as a Christmas movie. I agree, it is for that reason. But there are moments while I'm watching it where I might forget that it is a Christmas movie, even though I think it is, so.
2: I, I have one question about Home Alone. So why do you all think that he doesn't tell his neighbor when he's in that church, when they, he realizes he's not a scary man that's killing people and putting them in the salt bin? Why does he not tell that neighbor my parents. There was. There's some burglars coming to break <laughs> in my house. My parents are. in <laughs> Help me. Anyway,
1: because the movie yeah. would have ended.
0: That, yeah. or Sally, Or when, when um, this neighbor's next to him in general. You mentioned it going yeah. to church. Like like running this run to neighbor's house in
2: general. Well, that is they made good. a big point that everybody on the street was gone except for this oh. older man.
3: Uh, so, she- anyway. I don't know. It's probably one of those movie stretches where it's like, "Oh, we just needed the movie to their script to work out, so he didn't." <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I, if you could justify it by saying, "Uh, he just didn't want to lose his freedom and he knew as soon as he told an adult, you know, it was going to ruin his whole uh, you know, situation, so he was like, I can take care of on my own." I can't remember exactly the plot points in that movie, so because I, I know there is a point where he starts to regret that he's alone and he wants his family back but i don't know if it's before or after that moment when he's worried about these guys breaking in but but uh yeah i think probably that's what it was he just didn't want you know if he told an adult that would that would end it
2: that would end his fun yeah
4: well i'll say maybe just with his age what he was what like 11 okay. so maybe he eight he was he, supposed to be eight. Oh, eight. okay well I that's really young gosh um to be alone by yourself maybe it, he was scared to say something or i don't know just being a little child but he's scared about saying anything to anybody yeah being a little kid So back to die hard yeah
3: back to die hard um so much more to say about this uh I, have, I had a few things in my mental notes. One thing was, so you can see I'm wearing a tank top in on mm-hmm. John McClane. I thought it was, I, I must have blinked or something because he starts out in a white tank top and then all of a sudden it's so dirty and gross that it's practically green. In fact, and I was
4: trying, trying to figure that out. That it, out. How
3: did
0: um, it happen? Fact, he, climbed, he climbed through the, um, the... I know, I know. He was I, but, but it up happened
3: up. so quickly. <laughs> wow, how did this... Oh, I, it's so yeah. dirty It's so fast. It, I mean, uh, <laughs>
1: It, it actually it actually progressed a bit. It started off white and then it got a bit ashy when he threw the explosives down the elevator shaft and the explosion came out and blew him back. So it got a little kind of ashy uh, like blackness around it. And then when he crawled through the vent stuff, it got even dirtier. So it was progressively because I was wondering when I first saw, was watching the movie, I was like, I remember in posters and clips, he was a lot dirtier than he looks right now. but then I saw it <laughs> dirtier and dirtier.
3: That explosion must have been the moment where I momentarily stopped paying attention to the white because yeah. the very next time I noticed it, I, it was it was like green. I thought, like, did they put a green, yeah, green dirty one on him so that it would look
4: immediately dirtier? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, It did look green for um, sure.
1: Um, how painful would it have been to have walked on all that glass barefoot Ooh, for the character? That
4: was terrible. I was
1: like Hans Gruber's evil because he he knew he remembered. That he was barefoot and he knew if we break the glass, he's going oh, to have to go over it. Yeah.
4: Well, he, lost he, he lost a lot of blood that from that too. Back. Back. What, Shelly?
2: The gun. Didn't he tape the gun to his back? Yeah.
4: Like, yeah, see, so last. How, how did he do it? It <laughs> was some tape he saw or something. Can you With put around put- the Christmas um, <laughs> paper or something? This mm-hmm. t- I think you can do it. Mm-hmm. Can't you, ladies? Put no, your-
2: I just meant like, did- we didn't see that happen. It just,
4: and he
0: just did it behind behind the scenes.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, we okay. saw him see the tape.
0: Yeah.
3: And then we didn't know why he had an aha moment. He's like, "Oh, tape." And then they cut to the scene.
1: So, how did the bad guys expect to get out of the building after uh, it was surrounded? Because they were still gonna try to break into the vault, get all the money,
3: drive away in that ambulance.
1: Yeah, but Back well, I guess they didn't know that the ambulance got destroyed they, by the limo. They didn't
3: know the limo dude. It, and i think that one guy was um because the shit was hitting the fan i think he, he left i'm just gonna get out on my own he wasn't gonna wait for them but um he got caught mm-hmm. by argyle
4: Woo-hoo! Yay, Argyle!
3: what a weird name
4: yeah yeah i liked him
3: because it's- keep in mind this is a fictional movie so the script writer decided what should i call him how about argyle <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a weird <laughs> name so nice. any. For a little common relief, So yeah. He's got a common black name
3: in the community.
0: <laughs> not really, but <laughs> I won't be surprised if there's someone out there. Doing
1: it. Anyway, so, mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on the movie? Thoughts about it being a Christmas movie or not a Christmas movie? Is that Stuart? Can we ask him his opinion? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Hey Stuart, I have a question for you. Okay. Die Hard. Christmas movie? Yes or no? Totally. Thank on
2: you. One wreath to five wreaths. One wreath being...
4: How Christmassy it is, Yeah, is? Yeah.
2: Five is the most. One is the least.
4: I'll go three and three quarters. No, no quarters. <laughs> quarters. No quarters. Oh, no. Ones. Four. Four.
1: Good job. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I chose.
4: Absolutely a cr- Christmas movie, yes. It, I will say, I will make a point, but we because we didn't do quarters, I would have given it a two and a half. <laughs> well, I think a little better. That's better. In the... In the in the mix in between i guess I it's think my away. rating of
2: three is perfect <laughs> it's like just chris christmasy
1: just christmasy enough
2: yeah i, I knew it's not mean. elf level christmas i, I, I went on a, the
1: music in the movie was all christmas
2: yeah that's yeah. true
1: it was all christmas music and bells were playing i i have an ear for bells bells were playing throughout the entire movie <laughs> That, you
4: probably that, already mentioned the humming a little bit with the Christmas story. They were
1: whistling and humming, yeah, yeah like jingle humming. bells and yeah. stuff. Um,
3: it was a very subtle through, like, under the whole thing, you know?
1: Yeah.
4: It was. Uh, yeah, it was very subtle. I think that's why. I-
1: I, I'll be honest. I was going into the movie really ready to be like, this is not a Christmas. I don't know why people are saying Die Hard's a Christmas movie. And I was <laughs> so ready to listen and just take notes as to why it's not. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sure, I can you know, yeah, it belongs on the list, a list.
1: Yeah. I I mean I think three is a fair, I think three is a fair rating. I think three and above means there's Christmasness to it. Like it it can be on a list of Christmas movies.
4: Yeah. I would have gone half C's. I would have done
1: two and a half if I could. Um cool. So any other thoughts or anything before we move on to
0: I have plenty of thoughts. I'll I'll, I'll do one.
1: She has a thought first.
3: Okay. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I watched. Uh, after watching this last night, I rewatched the, uh, episode of the movies that made us on Netflix about Die Hard. Uh, I'd already watched it, but I wanted to to uh, remind myself of the, some of the things they talked about. So, um, one thing that was interesting is the the bloopers <laughs> that are in in the movie, which Hello. I. I didn't notice when I was watching it. And so when they pointed them out in this episode, I, I, I was like, Oh my God, that's absolutely right. So one of the major ones is we just talked about the ambulance coming out of the truck, except there's a scene in the beginning of the movie where they show all of the terrorists coming out of the truck and there's no ambulance in it. So oh. the whole idea was, Oh, they snuck an ambulance into the building, but they couldn't have because it was full of people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but they they and they realized that before they released the movie but they were like well we can't do anything about it now so they just said they hoped no one would uh, realize it and i definitely did not i assume didn't, didn't realize it didn't either the the other one that i remember was um there's a scene where bruce willis is, is thrown in a hallway and he lands and it's a full body shot of him landing on his side and you can see he's supposed to be barefoot right and so he looks barefoot except what he's wearing in that scene are apparently these special like shoes that look like feet that they had oh, to the yeah. <laughs> see the fake feet he's wearing in that oh, so
4: he didn't hurt his feet
3: eric what was <laughs> that like in the
0: the, the computer with all the computers were
3: yeah oh. it's, it's on one of those floors at the top yeah yeah that's but i can't remember exactly which scene ooh, i am going to find that uh but one that i noticed that they didn't talk about was so this is supposed to be a really impressive woman that they you know a uh, Bonnie bedelia's uh holly jennaro mclean his 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 what his, his, his strange wife She's supposed to be very impressive at this company, right? Like a really big deal. But they misspelled her name on her door. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh god! So, <laughs> oh no! Apparently, supposed to be with an A, but they put it with an E. And I was like, well, she can't be that impressive to them or important to them if they didn't put her name on the but door. She,
1: but she's second in command. With the guy dead, she said she's the next one in charge.
3: No, so like this is this is a bit of a flub on the. Maybe they decided <laughs> they they didn't determine how to spell her name until they were done with the movie. Too late though. It's on the. <laughs>
0: saying i noticed that yeah. what else what else
3: i'm very excited to watch
1: the sequels i will watch them at some point now
0: what if i go watch the things that go boom sequels interesting yeah <laughs> he's not into those movies but that's cool oh know, by by
1: the way we did uh find out that die hard 2 uh, since the mid-2000s has been titled die harder
3: oh but it wasn't originally it's yeah. It's still not on the, like, the title sequence when you watch the actual movie. It, it will
2: never say Die Harder.
1: Yeah, but, but if I- you go to, like, Amazon, it shows Die Hard. They
3: started marketing. They started marketing. Mark-
2: Does oh it take marketing place marketing. during Easter? Ha, ha, ha. No, I think they all take place uh, during
3: Christmas. Around <laughs> Christmas.
1: Oh, really? Hmm. Uh, well, fun fun thing, for those of you who haven't watched it or who have and might have forgotten, Die Hard 2 takes place at Dulles International Airport. <gasps>
3: I know yeah. that. Oh, that's cool. For you yeah. don't know, we're cool. based the DMV, the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. So.
1: Yeah, so that's why it's cool to us. Maybe not to you listening. Even <laughs> we have listeners in the, all around the world, actually. So for those of you in India, Australia, Russia, where was it, Sweden or Switzerland? And we have oh. had listeners from all these countries. So yeah, yeah, Dulles International Airport is an airport like 45 minutes from some of us.
3: Perhaps people who listen to us will be impressive jet setting entrepreneurs, you know, in suits and business, you know, briefcases. And so maybe they go through Dulles all the time.
1: Business, 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 numbers, numbers.
3: Is this, is this working? Yes!
1: Um, yeah, and then, yeah, I think Carl Winslow, apologies to the actor that I don't, Reginald. Reginald
4: something, I think. Um,
1: yeah, I think he's in the second one as well, but he's not in the other three after, but.
3: Oh, um, that's what I wanted to, I wanted to mention. This, uh, I was really impressed because I didn't remember this when I was a kid. I was really impressed with how uh, diverse the cast was. There are a lot of major black characters. We got Reggie Bell Johnson playing the cop, Al. You, uh, and that's a, and, and, and they're not really stereotyped either because then we also have that, the nerd hacker that the terrorists bring with them. This is American nerd hacker.
4: Yeah, what other stuff was he in? The computer guy, he looks very familiar. I don't recognize him. He looked familiar to me. I don't know what um what do you do you guys recognize him anywhere? Mm-mm.
3: I don't know. No. I, I do. no. But of course we, we also have uh Argyle, the limo driver, and he's a very different oh, yeah. character. Uh and then there's you know the the, the person that runs the company that Bonnie Bigelli works for is Asian. Uh, oh. uh we even get a Latino a Latina house uh housekeeper. Mm. Unfortunately she is playing the maid, but um <laughs> uh, <laughs> had that horribly like cringeworthy you know suggestion from the newscaster where he says you know let me in or i'll call ins and i'm like oh god oh no no um, uh-huh. so, you know we have a latina character but she's apparently illegal and she's a maid and so it's it's still a stereotype but hey they put her in there and she gets a speaking part so that's pretty great. Um, no,
1: definitely very diverse. I agree.
3: I was impressed um, with it. did not expect it in a, most movies, especially from that time period, and especially, I think, well, maybe not. Maybe action movies. Yeah. I need to watch more action movies to know. Maybe they were always a little bit better at that.
1: Hey, Ruth, hey. did you watch the TV show Chips?
4: A little bit. Gosh, it's been a long time. The,
1: the okay. computer hacker guy was in 20 episodes of Chips.
4: Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe that's why. That could be okay. why.
1: Or... He was also in Top Gun, the movie.
4: Oh, I did see Top Gun. Maybe I'd have that to look movie. at it again and see him. Okay, yeah, that must be why, because I've definitely seen Top Gun. Um, another fact
3: from the from the movies that made us episode. Apparently, Bruce Willis was like the last choice for this. They asked every big name action star from the time to do this movie and nobody wanted to do it. But somehow uh, Bruce Willis, he and his agent was able to work it where they said that, okay, Bruce will only do it if you pay him $5 million. And for some reason, the the producers of this movie agreed to it, which Bruce Willis, the highest paid male actor at the time. And no movie career. Like he had been in a couple of films, but they were like flops. Was
2: he just doing oh, like Moonlighting at the time? What was he in before this?
3: Was he in Moonlighting at this time? Yeah, he was famous for Moonlighting. And he had done a movie with Kim Basinger uh, in the m- mid-80s called Blind Date, which I really like, but people didn't really like latch onto it. I, I think it's a pretty great movie, but, but uh, and then he did something after that that I think totally flopped. So he had like no clout, but somehow he got to be the highest paid actor. Wow. But when the trailers for this movie came out, the audience's reaction, they laughed at him on screen Playing oh. this, they thought it was a ridiculous idea to have Bruce Willis play an action star, so they removed him from all the posters because they what? didn't want to deter people from going. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my gosh. Gosh.
2: Wow. But
3: of course, when the movie came out, everyone was like, Wait a minute, he's <laughs> awesome! This is yeah, yeah he's better.
1: Kind of like Liam Neeson, all of a sudden becoming a big action star.
3: Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. so strange. <laughs> John Claude Van Damme, I mean, he was well, he's
1: so
3: always meant, meant to be an action star. <laughs> Oh. like um What's uh, the guy from Better Call Saul? Bob Odenkirk doing yeah. Nobot Mr. Nobody. Is that what it's called? Did I see
0: nobody? I saw that early this I year.
3: No. Want to. But <sighs> that's that's a little weird too. But, right? Suddenly he's an action star. Like that's so I,
0: Yeah, he plays it pretty good. I was I was impressed. Yeah. I didn't think I would be, but I was.
3: <laughs> this poster confuses me because growing up I thought it looked like two towers, so it looks like the world trade. Oh.
1: I I noticed that too when looking at the poster with the big black stripe in the middle. It looks like two separate buildings. I was like, oh, that's not a, that poster did not
3: age well. Especially with the explosion and the helicopter.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Apparently this is the poster as it existed when they removed Bruce Willis from it because they didn't want his name to keep people from seeing it or his face. But so they put <laughs> his face back on it. That's why it That's looks a little a like-
4: weird.
2: <laughs>
3: thought, right? Yeah, but so this launched his career. Like it made him a A-list star. Wow. Really? I think we covered pretty much. Talk
2: about all the women's terrible hair. What a terrible
4: <laughs> oh, yes, they're perms. My mom had a perm. <laughs> awful. Yeah, the <laughs> this one. We had
0: <laughs> we had Jerry. <laughs> no one had a Jerry curl in this movie, but we had the Jerry curls. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's funny yeah i just couldn't get like the (laughs) he plays bruce willis's love interest like um yeah she was fairly pretty but like i just couldn't get she was okay i just couldn't get past her hair i mean i just felt like as far as like um (laughs) i
2: I thought it was funny when she went to um hans and one of her requests was that they needed to (laughs) to take the pregnant lady to sit down. With me. He said, we'll bring a couch to you. And then they pan to her later and she's like laying on the couch with, um, <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah she she is like her midwife or something. Yeah. I thought she was very impressive in that scene though, negotiating with Hans. I liked her quote where she said, uh, and also, unless you like things messy, I think you should start taking us in groups to the bathroom. Yes. I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> was all about it too. She's like, there are things we need you to do. take care of or it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. She was a very uh, together person. Very cool. Yeah. I agree with Ruth. I, I think one thing that this movie suffers from is that uh, John McClane and Holly Gennaro don't really spend much time together in the movie. So I don't think they had much chemistry to begin with. And certainly yeah. certainly doesn't get built on because they don't even communicate during most of the film. So it's like- yeah. I don't really know if I really care if they get their relationship survives. Then. Yeah. But I guess we'll
1: see it in the sequels.
3: I, I can't remember if they spend more time together in the sequels or if he, I think he just. I think it. I saw that she's, I think she's at least in
1: the second. I didn't look at three, four or five, but.
3: She's in it, but I wonder how much, you know.
1: Yeah. yeah. And she's in it just enough to die
3: in the beginning. No, I'm kidding. I've <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Spoilers, everyone. Bonnie Batilio dies in Die Hard 2. In the yeah. beginning. Made up spoilers from somebody who's never seen it. So,
4: it makes me think of Drew Barrymore, where they made a big deal about her being and scream. Yeah. Sorry for anybody who hasn't seen it. And then, yeah. and that,
3: was, <laughs> that wasn't even the first time a, a movie did that. But, uh, like if I and I still call it Drew Barrymore, yeah, yeah, Once I
1: was, was psycho excited to show
4: in the movie. One. And then, yeah, then didn't
1: Psycho do that? Uh, Psycho Psycho 2? No, Psycho 1, Janet Lee oh. died. the beginning like towards the beginning
3: i think they do something in psycho 2 as well where um Mm. but i don't know if it's early in the movie or or maybe it's later but but yeah definitely they make you believe in psycho that there's a main character but no it's not the one you think
1: (laughs) okay it's that time again for
3: christmas edition christmas edition
1: We close each episode with the recast game where we each play casting director and choose a different actor from any era living or dead to portray a character in the film instead. It does not mean that there is anything wrong with any of the actors or actresses in the movie. It's just a fun little game we like to play to see how could we have changed things up. So we'll what what
3: it's like to have power
1: (laughs) yeah exactly which you know we all want secretly um so we're gonna go ahead and go around the the group and find out who you would recast in this movie and why so I'll go ahead in the same order that I went in earlier starting with Shelly
2: oh yay okay so I was imagining recasting Bruce Willis's character um because I got annoyed at first because he was just this attractive man and so i thought well what if we put someone who's not quite as attractive and who would maybe deliver those first um yeah i thought of it immediately in the first scene when he's with argyle in the i guess that's not the first scene the first second scene when he's in the limo with argyle mm-hmm. so i am putting louis ck oh. as Bruce Willis's character. That
1: would change the movie up quite a, a
3: bit. Yeah. <laughs> is this him in 1988 before he was canceled?
2: No, it's canceled, Louis C.K. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the misogyny is going to really, really come off natural.
2: Exactly.
3: <laughs> cool. Thank you, Shelly. Eric. Yay! Okay. Well, as I just said, I never understood, I never saw any chemistry between Bonnie Bedelia and Bruce Willis Mm -hmm. also for some reason she just seems like I don't know not his type or they were probably the same age but she seemed older than him to me I don't know so I wanted to recast her with somebody that I thought would maybe be more believable as uh, you know Bruce Willis's wife so my first choice for that would be um okay hold on I'll I just forgot it. Oh, uh, I, I just remembered. Okay, my first choice for that would be Sean Young. I think she's just a little bit younger or older than him. One of the two. Sean Younger, Sean <laughs> Younger or Sean Older. Uh uh, yeah. uh, so I thought that she would be good, and you probably will notice a, a similar look here. But my second choice was going to be her name is Jane Brooke. She played the personnel uh, receptionist in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, the one who really hates Sue L. and is trying. Oh to- yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
3: Uh. Uh, she's also she was most recently on Star Trek Discovery. I was so excited when she popped up because I've always liked her. Um, um, not just for for Don't Tell Mom, baby she was dead, but for, for other things too. And and um, I thought it would be great if she had gotten this big movie at that time. This would have been a couple of years before for Don't Tell Mom. Uh, but I thought I could really see them together. And she's a very they're both her and Sean Young are both very strong people too. So they could have played the part well. Um, but it, it would have made more sense to me that they were in a relationship with Bruce Willis. So.
1: Together, both of them. So it's a truple.
3: Oh, well, either one could play. <laughs> no, I don't think we should do a Sister Wives. Sister Wives, who both have the same position at this company. Mm. <laughs> Is that pronounced truffle
1: or thrupple?
4: Thruple. 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 Okay. I know like that from the new um, L word. Can Gener- <laughs> you get generation? Because Alice talks about the thruple thing. Ah.
3: <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. No. I haven't watched it.
4: Yet. It was a word I wasn't familiar with
3: before. <laughs> well, I've been in one, so I knew what it was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay,
0: Takia. Okay. Well, I would cast the Hans um as someone actually I realized I, I mentioned earlier also among villains, um, William Defoe, because he just I thought about him as as he was as Hans was doing his thing and uh thought he'd make a good Hans with a very sh- strong jaw neck jawline and those villain features and yeah, he just kind of got the whole thing, whole package there, and very that's cool. even played for so that kind of is that's, that's that's my pick. So
1: I just watched Willem Dafoe play a villain in a movie last night. Which was- I am rewatching the Spider-Man movies. Oh, so he there, was yeah. the very the first movie. Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. He was yeah. Norman Osborn slash Green Goblin. Um, yeah. yeah, so I'm, I'm rewatching all three of the Tobey and the two Andrew Garfields in preparation for the next Tom Holland movie. I think
3: this would work. I wonder what he was doing in 1988.
2: <laughs> is that, sorry, is that other one coming out soon? I think we watched the trailer for it last night.
1: Yeah, it's coming out in mid-December. Okay.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and
1: that's the reason, so if you saw the trailer, that's the reason I'm re-watching all of these is because the main villain in each of those movies, the Tobey Maguire movies and Andrew Garfield, are all being sucked into this movie.
4: Yeah, I saw that
1: yeah so like Willem Dafoe and all of yep. them are going to be in this it's pretty epic yeah uh Ruth
4: so I was thinking um Bruce Willis's character I was thinking of another actor who was pretty popular at least around that time air er- time period area um that was popular with action and I thought of um Clint Eastwood like make my day or whatever he says <laughs> I just made me think of him um, yeah, hi, hi. go ahead make my day yes um I decided someone else like that, um, and see uh, what kind of. Bruce, angle. Uh, Clint Eastwood is actually one of the actors who turned this down. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I guess they did think of him then. So yeah,
3: <laughs> apparently he he wrote on the script and sent it back to them, and what he wrote on the script was, "I don't get the humor."
4: <laughs> I wonder who were some of the other actors that were popular that were that uh, turned it down.
3: Uh, Sylvester Stallone.
4: Oh, I'll second him maybe too uh,
3: yeah uh, the funny thing is apparently this um this was based on a book that was a sequel to a book written like back in the 60s and uh, it was six, six late 60s maybe early 70s and that book that original book was also made into a movie starring Frank Sinatra oh. and so neat. It a sequel right away to that but that took the original author like 10 years to write uh, the other book <laughs> so at that point they were like well Frank Sinatra can't do this <laughs> you know he's too old but uh, apparently by contract they were required to offer this movie die hard to frank sinatra first oh gosh yeah. so thankful he said no <laughs>
4: <laughs> i wonder how old he was by then but eric you
1: just took my recast i'm kidding
4: <laughs> <laughs> well that's oh. what i was, ask. was
3: was it frank sinatra's let it snow that plays at the end credits
1: i don't remember i'm not sure that might have been a nod to him then for that reason
3: Yeah, I didn't think about
1: that. Okay, so for my recast, I went with what if they were to make Die Hard Now? Um, Which might not have been as exciting because everybody has cell phones and they would all call the cops right away. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A lot of those old movies you can't really remake with the answer of cell phone. Um,
2: They would have some technology. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, to like like black out
1: the cell phone signals. Um,
2: and you'd see everybody looking at their phone like, do you have
1: yeah. no yeah. service? But then somebody in there will have T-Mobile and it'll work. I'm kidding. Um,
4: <laughs> or Zach Morris's phone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my recast was if they were to make the movie today, I decided to go with the hacker guy. Um, and I'm not sure if any of you other than Eric knows this actor, but I was going to go with William Jackson Harper. He oh, okay. plays Chidi Anagonye from The Good Place. Um I think he makes that smart nerd kind of character that would be the hacker if we were to remake this today.
3: See, for a second there, I thought you were going to have him be John McClane. I was (laughs) kind of interested in that idea.
1: That would have been interesting, too. Um,
3: Humor, but he's built, so. Right.
1: No, I was actually, if I were to recast that into a movie today, I would go with a little more of a humor slant for Die Hard and do somebody like Ryan Reynolds. So you can have a little more humor Fun with That'd what's
3: going fun. On. yeah. He's a pretty obvious choice, yeah. To, to yeah. take from Bruce Willis, <laughs> he's
1: he's definitely an obvious choice. Or he kind of like the Five one. or ten years ago, The Rock would have been an obvious choice as well.
3: Yeah, and then um, and then five years before that, it would have been. Oh, what's his name? Pitch Black. Vin,
1: Vin Diesel. I was yeah.
4: going to say the same thing. I thought about Vin Diesel also. Yeah,
1: but but I did not go with those obvious choices, which is why I went with the hacker character.
4: In my it looks like it
3: was not frank sinatra singing let it snow it was some guy named Vaughn bon monroe so oh, mm-hmm. okay. uh,
1: great well i think that was a good recast uh, session so let's go ahead and move to our traditional ratings
3: well, where first thing we should do is did anyone's opinion change on your wreath ratings no uh, no <laughs> Opinion mm-hmm.
4: change on what? The your wreath rating.
3: Would anyone revise their wreath ratings after our discussion? Do you think it's more or less Christmassy than you had decided before?
4: A little bit more. A little bit more, Ruth. You want to go up to a three? I will. I will make I'll make that change. Hey. <laughs> okay.
1: Any other changes from anybody? Shelly, you're good with your three. Yes. Eric, you're good with your four. Yes. I'm good with my four. Takea, are you good with your five? Yes. Great. So it sounds like we are all in agreement that this movie can be considered a Christmas movie. It might not be a full-blown Christmas movie, but if asked, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? We are all in agreement that, yes, it is. It can be on the list of Christmas movies. Very fun. So let's move on from our wreath rating to our ratings for the movie itself. This is just your traditional ratings where you can go from zero to five, quarters, halves. Those are all, well, I guess halves are a quarter, a type of quarter. So quarters are allowed. And um, this is just how well you liked the movie. Has nothing to do with Christmas or not. It's just, did you enjoy the movie? So go ahead and open up the chat again and um, type in your number and I'll tell you when to hit enter. And then Shelly, if you could read it to me once we're ready. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh type in your number and then give a thumbs up once you're ready. Okay, so at the when I say zero, hit enter. Three, two, one, zero. Okay, Shelly.
2: All right. Where did four. they?
1: Four. I think it's okay. You're gonna go from the bottom.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. two
2: four. five.
1: three point two
2: five. Three point six? That's pretty
1: good. One of the higher ones we've had recently.
3: That's good. Well, you know, things are considered classics for a reason, right? They got to be well done and they stand the test of time. I think this falls into that category.
1: No, for sure.
3: We, shouldn't have, we certainly shouldn't have expected it to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I could see like one of us saying, "I just can't get into these kinds of movies," so I'm giving it a two. But, but luckily, none of us felt that way. So, yeah, it was Does entertaining enough.
4: We already covered it, but was this basically the first movie where people took it, Bruce Willis, seriously? as to be like an action actor i suppose yeah okay they thought it was a joke when it when they cast him Um, yeah he did a good job
3: yeah he did a great job and and he actually they uh you know this movie um redefined action films and every movie after this that did action tried to to hit this formula you know get a guy Mm -hmm. like bruce willis crack some jokes you know
4: (laughs) yeah make it fun too
3: trap him inside a building or something, have him have he'll be the only guy who can stop these horrible bad guys. Uh, so Just because he happened to be in the bathroom
1: while everybody else was in the party. It's the only reason he was the only guy not with the group. <laughs> <laughs> this movie would be very different if he were with the rest of the group.
4: True.
1: Um, great. Well, that was a great uh, discussion, everybody. So let's now turn it over to Shelly, who's going to reveal our movie for next week. Shelly, over to you.
2: So I desperately wanted to have a New Year's movie. So I kept searching like lists of New Year's movies and nothing I couldn't find. It. There were a couple choices that were like actual, that had New Year's scenes in it that, that I wanted, but I couldn't find them on a streaming service. So what I did was, it's not necessarily a New Year's movie, but it is for sure a winter movie. So I am picking The Shining. Oh, The one. Very good it's one. To-
1: well, thank you, everybody. That was a very festive discussion that we had. I think we can all agree that we put to rest the great debate as to whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie. So with that, I declare this episode of Old Fogies and Films concluded. Thanks for joining us. You can find us on Facebook and find our list on Letterboxd. Don't forget to leave a comment or review. Despite this pandemic and the general state of the world otherwise, we hope everyone has a wonderful, warm holiday with family and friends. Happy holidays, everybody.
4: Happy holidays. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Christmas. Die Hard's a
1: Christmas movie.